This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Coach Charlie Melton, ASC Certified Master Technician. I'm Jermaine Flood. Hello, Coach Charlie. Hello, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Coach Charlie. It's a, it's a good day to talk cars today. It is a great day to talk cars today. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about CTE, that's Career and Technical Education. Our email address for questions is auto at mpbonline.org. Now, career and technical education is critical to our state's economic development, and courses help students develop marketable job skills and earn national industry certifications for job placement. In the state, CTE courses are offered at more than 500 schools and 15 community college and junior colleges with instruction offered in 49 occupational areas. Students may enroll in CTE programs in secondary, post-secondary, or short-term adult sessions, as well as through industry training or business and industry partners. Partnerships. And today, Coach, we've got a guest in to tell us more about that. We do have a guest in. Who today. is it, Coach? <laughs> uh, this is Caden Wells from Clinton, Mississippi. He is in the automotive program at Clinton High School. And uh, what I decided to do is that since I taught CTE for 20 years and I taught the automotive program, I wanted to bring one of my students in and get his um, opinion on what he thinks CTE is and how it has helped him and he is a senior in high school right now. And so I'll just go and talk to him in a few minutes and get some questions and answers from him. All right. Well, Caden, welcome to AutoCorrect. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. I mean, CTE, how how much has it changed your life being in those courses? Um, well, I really wanted to be a vet at first. And it just I got so passionate after about six months. Um it just really changed my whole perspective on my career. Right. That's a, that's a change. Going from, from fixing on animals to, to fixing on cars. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so I was thinking about, Caden, why did you take CT? What pr- prompted you to take a class instead of doing academics? What prompted you to take CT? Um, I knew it would be like viable for my future. Um, even if I didn't go into a career like that, I could know kind of the basics and be able to fix my own stuff you know save some money down the road but uh after i got in it again i just got super passionate about it okay i i think a lot of people uh, jerrang get the idea that cte you take one of these courses in high school it's going to be an easy course i'm going to get an easy credit well it's really not like that right. because in high school the students are it's a hands-on class and like I say clinton high school has like eight or ten different classes and they're hands-on the students learn day in and day out and they get graded on it day in and day out what they know and when they leave they uh, in some of the classes they have different certifications for those classes as well right now coach you're right the connotation that's attached to it especially when i was in school was at least you got to get out of school and that was all that we knew you know we didn't know that we would be able to get a career right right when we graduated we didn't know any of that so how important is cte when it comes down to especially the workforce development side of the state when it comes to putting people in placing these students in careers that are technical? Well, what I've seen a lot is that uh, by teaching the classes and talking to the industry uh, out in the community is that 
we as a state, we as a nation, you keep hearing about trade shortages, skilled workers. Well, this is where they start is in high school because a lot of these students don't know really what they wanted to do as a career. But yet, once they get into CTE and in Clinton, I know, I don't know about the other high schools, but in Clinton, you do not have to just do one career class. You can go to another one the next year. Uh, Caden, how long have you been in there now? This will be my third year. So he is a intern this year at CTE. Okay, so uh, he's been in there for two years, uh, first year, second year. Now he's an intern, so he gets to stay in there and help with the other students. Okay. Right. He's paid, though, right? No, not in high school. Not in high school. He's not a paid intern yet. No, you can't get paid okay. in high school. So okay. It's just completely hands-on learning for that student. Right. He just helps the teacher that's in there with the students as of showing them some things as well. Right. Now, Caden, you were taught by Coach Charlie, right? Yes, ma'am, I was. Tell me a little bit about that. Was he your favorite CTE instructor? Um, I would, <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, he, he's just an interesting fella to be taught by. <laughs> <laughs> were the classes hard? Was he, was he a hard instructor? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, once you explain something, it's stuck in your brain. You can't really forget anything that he tells you. Right. He was knowledgeable about it. Yes, very much so. And he knows what he's talking about, too. So it's that goes along with now, it. Now, that's what I want to know. Coach Charlie, especially when it comes down to you, what made you want to become a CTE instructor? Well, believe it or not, I was in a career technical class when I was in high school. Okay. And I remember my teacher's name was Johnny uh, Youngblood. Right. And I'm from Dallas. And so I took math. I mean, I took uh, welding, an electrical, uh, wood shop, uh, home economics. I took just a whole plateau of different things. Yeah. To, in order for me to get into it. To get in it. Now, when it comes down to when you were teaching at Clinton High School, what was maybe one of your brightest spots in teaching CTE courses? Well, we uh, right before Caden came into class, we got to do this thing called Triple A Ford. And matter of fact, we won it eight years in a row in Mississippi, in right. the state of Mississippi. And right. we went to nationals uh, eight years. The best we ever came in out of uh, 10,000 students was six in the nation. Right, right. You know. Right. That's good stuff. I love that. And we can, of course, talk more about that throughout the show, about CTE and and what it all takes and where you can actually go to courses um, here in the state, whether it be high school, post-secondary or whatever courses that you're going to take in CTE. Um, But we do have a call on the line right now. So we'll go ahead and take that call. Terry from Jackson, he has a transmission in installation for truck question. Terry, you're on with Coach Charlie. Hey, how you doing? I'm great. Look, I got a 2001 Dodge Ram turbo diesel with the six-speed manual, and we got the transmission out, but this sucker is huge. <laughs> We're having a lot of trouble getting it back in. Do you have any advice? Well, do you, how are you? what kind of jack you got in order to put it in? That's the first thing. Uh, we got a transmission jack, but it's kind of broken Okay, well, if the transmission jack is broken, it's going to be hard. But you can put it in. You can put it in with a uh, floor jack if you had one. But uh, what my main thing is you get the pilot bearing uh, in there right, and you get the shaft going at that pilot bearing all lined up, and it should go right on in. It's going to be hard. You may have to get back on it and push on it a little bit. Okay. Uh, well, we don't have, like, four people pushing on it at once, and they just don't want to go. Well, for well, I did, matter of fact, Caden, uh, that's with me. He just put one in his truck. He has the same type of vehicle. So yeah. tell him exact same truck. Um, I spent about, I'd say I spent about six class periods uh, actually sitting there, 
and just trying to ram this thing up in there. It didn't really work out, but uh, you got, I mean, you got to get it just right. What I, you got to get it level. I took a level, like one that's magnetic. You stick it on there, make sure everything's good, get that pallet bearing all lined up and everything, and then get somebody on the back and just, I mean, push it like with all your might. That's about as much as you can yeah, do. So you're just going to have to make sure that pallet bearing and that shaft is lined up. That's the main mm-hmm. thing. Because it has to go straight. That's the only way it's going to go in. Terry, did that help? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess, because we've been working on it since about September. Goodness. Goodness. Well, Caden, how do you feel about that? I, I was in the same boat, if I'm being honest with you. It took me about three months to get that, well, the whole thing done. I had to buy the clutch and everything, but right, I right. was right there with them. Well, Terry, thanks for your call. I hope that helps. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. Well, uh, thank you again. Well, CTE, it worked. I see, Caden. You know exactly what you're talking about when you're talking about it. (laughs) I try. Now, I want to talk a little bit about more about some of the the negative connotations that are attached to CTE programs, especially when it comes down to, you know, parents actually agreeing to send their children into a CTE program um, and them thinking – these are for these programs are for people who who are not good in school, who are not studious. How do you feel about that, Coach? Well, I think that uh, in order to be in a CT, CTE class, that you need to be very knowledgeable of being the reading, the math skills, all of that. You have to be knowledgeable because you're using all of that. If you're in a wood shop class uh, where they do carpentry and plumbing and electrical, all that math, trigonometry, all that comes right mm-hmm. in. You know. Uh, you can ask Caden because he had students, uh, classmates that would come in the class and they couldn't comprehend the books because all the books are on college level. Right. Okay. So you've got to be able to comprehend what they're talking about in order for you to understand, you know, uh, what did you, uh, I know that a lot of your, uh, friends didn't take CTE. What do they think about CTE? No, a lot of them don't feel like they need to know it because, oh, I can just take my car or truck to a mechanic, but I, it, it's it's one of the things where like you do need to know like at least the basics like you need to know how to check your own oil check your transmission right. fluid washer fluid all that kind of stuff because that stuff will affect your vehicle and how it runs um but they just I, I guess they just weren't interested in it right 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 i know i would have been you know if i would have found that area that i could have gone into but i i, I would have definitely been and when it comes down to the pay rate I mean, you're you're going to make it when you get out. Literally, when you graduate, you're going to start making money. And I, I don't know if that has any difference to do with whether you got a degree or whether you got you went through CTE. Well, CTE, according to what kind of skills you got, that's the first thing. People are going to want to hire. They were going to want to hire students and young people if they have some type of knowledge of what they're doing. You know, it's hard to just throw somebody in and say, "Well, do this," because most students, when they come in CTE, if it's automotive class, if it's law and public safety, or if it's uh, teaching, they know nothing. Right. Okay. And even the ones that think they know something. They know nothing. Right. You know, <laughs> because, I, you know, I've had students come in my class before and say, well, this is the way my dad did it. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, I'm not your dad and you're going to do it my way. That's right, Coach. Because you're going to do it uh, the safe. We uh, That's one thing we always uh, push safety, 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 because that's what the workforce wants, safety. Right. You know, so you do it right. You don't destroy the tools. You don't destroy the vehicles. 
you do it right. That's good stuff. If you want to know more about CTE or if you just got an automotive question in general, you can send your emails to auto, auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about CTE, career and technical education. Is your car under recall? I'll tell you how you can find out next. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Coach Charlie Melton. I'm Jermaine Flood. If you want even more AutoCorrect, find our podcast on all podcast platforms for your smart device. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. Here are some recent recalls. 67,000 Chrysler Pacifica hybrid minivans are recalled for spontaneous engine shutdown. That's a recall there. Um, This involves at least 67,000 Chrysler Pacifica hybrid minivans that feature a plug-in hybrid drivetrain, prompting the recall as an issue with the transmission wiring connector. Affected vehicles include model years 2017 through 2023 Pacifica hybrid The internal transmission wiring connector may short circuit, potentially causing the engine to unexpectedly shut down. The sudden loss of drive power increases the risk for a crash. Um, The next recall brake issue prompts recall of 27,000 plus Volvo vehicles. This is Volvo's first recall of the new year affecting those vehicles. Model year 2023 vehicles. This involves a vehicle's analog brake, electronic stability control and traction control system. Um, And we'll have all of this on our, you can find out more if your car has a past recall, or you can find out more about these recalls by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website. That's nhtsa.gov forward slash recalls and inputting your VIN number, or you can find their Safer Car app. Well, we're talking about CTE, career and technical education, and we're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. We'll go to the phones right now. On the phone with us uh, is Todd from Laurel. He has a 1975 engine question. Todd, you're on with Coach Charlie. Hey, good morning, y'all. Um yeah, I've got a, a, a 75 Torino, and the engine is a 351M modified. So, you know, during the mid they had to do something about the, the fuel crisis and everything, so they toned it down a whole lot. I'm just wondering, to get some more oomph out of it, some more power, would you know, adding a four-barrel do anything? Would I have to bore it out? What are your suggestions? Well, you know, they had the 351 Windsor, just the 351 Modified, and 351 Cleveland. Okay, so you had those three engines uh, in that engine. Well, if you think about it, to get more power, so if you put a four-barrel carburetor on it, you know, you're you're pushing more gas, so it has to be able to burn that gas. Most of the time, uh, either you could do it with heads, you could change the heads, because really that was the difference when they modified one, they would change the heads to... Uh, get more air in the system because more air we get in it, better power we're going to have. So you could probably do uh, heads or you may be able to even, the manifold itself, you could take and uh, port and polish that and anything to get more air in that system. Yeah, okay. So I was just wondering if you tried to make it, I, I just didn't know if the engine was just so solidified as being modified that there's nothing you could do to now, more. now you could Go change ahead. you could change the manifold on it. Uh, really, all you're doing is more air we get in, more power we're going to have, and even if you want to change the heads on it. 
You know, and if you oh, think I, you think about the difference between a three fifty one Cleveland and a Windsor, all the difference was really was the crankshaft area because what they did it was a two bolt main on the Windsor and a four bolt main on the Cleveland. All right, well, super. I'll try those uh, those out. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Todd, thanks for your call. We'll stay on the line. And with us right now is James from Clinton. He has an oil pan question. James, are you on the line? Yes. You're in with Coach Charlie. Yes. Um, yeah, I have my boys out right there that change the oil in a Mercury Sable I had out there in about late night model. And, and the boy went out there and he was jacking the car up. And he jacked the car up. Uh, I, I think he had the jack on the oil And uh, when I... Well, I can tell you I know a lot about that. Uh, many, many years ago, I uh, had some students in my class, and they went and changed their oil, and they put that uh, jack right on that oil pan, bent that oil pan. The customer came and got their car, and it was knocking. Well, guess what? I spent several hours getting that oil pan back off there and straightening the oil pan and putting it back on. So the only thing you can do is take that oil pan off, straighten it out, and put it back on, and you'll be good to go. Uh, since she's already know how to do it, can I bring it to your house? <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to do it, but that's the easy way to do it. It's just what I said. And that oil pan's not hard to take off. Okay. All right. Well, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> James, thanks for your call. We'll stay on the line. We're going to Ryan in Biloxi. He has a transmission installation clutch comment. Ryan, you're on with Coach Charlie. Hey, Coach. Yes, sir. Uh, I was listening to the show, and that boy that's working on his truck since September needed to speak about if he removed his clutch. You have to have one of them plastic spline tools to line up the pilot there and get it perfectly straight. And then you can, you know, turn the drive shaft with it in gear when you're trying to put it in, and it'll slip right on in. He's been pushing on that thing for if he's four been, months. If he's been doing that for four months and he ain't put a spline in there, that's why I said you guys get that shaft lined up. If he didn't line that clutch up with a set of uh, spline. Yeah, I mean, you didn't have, you got to ask him if he removed the clutch. If he did, he has to do that with a spline, the liner up tool. I mean, he, he may not know about it, but uh well, if he's listening now, all that thing. Now you can't I've eyeball it. Enough of them. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've changed enough of it as well. And as he said he had four people pushing on it in that at one time. Uh, everybody's getting in everybody's that's what way. It tells me that, <laughs> that they didn't use that tool and line that spline up. That's right. That clutch is not that clutch is not lined up. So appreciate you calling, buddy. Yeah, Ryan. Thank you. thank you. Thank you for your call. We'll stay on the line. We'll go right to Bill in Ridgeland. He has a transmission issue plus a warranty question. Bill, you're on with Coach Charlie. Okay. Um, Coach, I have a friend bought a 2015 Nissan vehicle and um, bought an extended warranty with it and took it in for regular maintenance, and they um, never checked for the trans any transmission problems, then as soon as the, ex- the extended warranty were off or expired, um, the transmission went out. And now they will not, the dealer will not agree to fix it. So they have checked the transmission during routine maintenance. Sure. If that was on the uh, scheduled maintenance, because every vehicle has a scheduled maintenance on it, they should have checked the flood levels every time it went in for a maintenance. But if they did not check it and something happened to it, and really you should have some type of checklist where they 
checked in and everything was good, they should have been checking off some type of checklist. Okay. Well, I'll get her to check with that. And then what you could do, is it a extended warranty with the factory or uh, uh, aftermarket? I think it was aftermarket. She got it when she bought the car at the dealership. Well, if the dealership gave the warranty on it and they sold the extended warranty on it and the stuff had to be done at their uh, dealership, then I would go, I would even call customer service from whoever the manufacturer is and uh, talk to them as well. Okay. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Bill, thank you so much for your call. I, Coach Charlie, you and Caden, y'all y'all got it today. <laughs> <laughs> y'all got it today. Back-to-back calls, and hopefully everybody got their questions answered. Caden, um, I want to go back just a little bit to you before we, we head into our next segment. When it comes down to you and what you plan on doing post-secondary once you graduate, what is it that you plan on going into? Yes, ma'am. So, uh I'm working right now after school, just part-time, and I want to continue that through the summer and through the next school year. So what I plan on doing is working mornings and uh, leaving about four and just heading over to Heinz and doing their diesel class over there to further my education. Yeah. Go on then. I'm a Heinz graduate, so we'll be alums once you get out of there. (laughs) Well, once again, if you talk about CTE, it starts in the high schools, goes to the post-secondary, and if you wanted to go even further, that's when you go to somewhere like UTI or Nashville uh, Diesel. There's a lot of ways that you can get these career trades uh, from high school until you get in that trade. Right, right. But you have to be willing to put it in because, like say, if you want to be a police officer, you want to be a carpenter, you want to be a nurse. You know, we have in Clinton High School, they had uh, nurse classes. They have culinary. We had, uh, I read last uh, week or two ago, that they had over 200 applicants for the culinary class in Clinton. Yeah. You know, that's a big thing right now, too, because all of the reality cooking shows, I think, are, are a big hit with the kids now. So I don't doubt that they had that enrollment number. <laughs> But you can only do so many in each class. And that's another thing is that if we're going to be in Mississippi, if we want to increase the what our knowledge of our students are and drop the dropout rate and drop Mm -hmm. uh, and get these kids to where they learn and Mm -hmm. that we can uh, really supply enough skilled labor for the workforce, because that's what they're all talking about is skilled labor for the workforce. Well, it starts young. Okay, you got to get a student interested. You got to make sure that student's interested in what they're doing. And um, I think a lot of times our parents and me as a parent, we push our uh, child to go to a four year college. Right. Well, all students are not four year college. Uh, they don't want it. Right. Regardless, they're hands on or they want to do something else. They want to be outside, you know, because a lot of times I think of, uh, students get out of things because they're pushed into it. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. should let our students experiment on what they want to do so they can really find out because they're going to be a very better productive worker. Uh, the employers are going to uh, want to keep them, give them pay raises. But yet if we push them, they're not going to want it. They're going to take and uh, burn out and they'll just stop. Right. You're right. And we need to get those CTE um, careers in, in gear. I mean, it's one of the places that we're lacking here in the state. So CTE program is the way to go, and we'll learn more about that when we come back on the next segment. Our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about CTE, career and technical education, between your car repair questions. What's in the news? A bill that targets the sale of electric vehicles is making its way through the Mississippi legislature. I'll tell you more next. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Coach Charlie Melton, retired instructor 
director from Clinton High School's Automotive Technology Program, is our expert. I am Jermaine Flood, not the expert. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you've downloaded our app for your smartphone, the MPB Public Media app. In addition to listening to our show on the MPB Public Media app, you can click on the support button and make your contribution. Contributions help keep our programs on the air for you and others to enjoy. And we thank you for your contribution to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. In the news, a bill that targets the sale of electric vehicles is making its way through the Mississippi legislature. Um, This is aimed at banning vehicles, electric vehicles, from being sold directly to customers. This is now in the Senate. However, it's drawing criticism. House Bill 401 would arguably close the market to electric vehicles in the state. It says the manufacturer cannot have both a manufacturer's license and a dealer's license in Mississippi. Now, Tesla sells cars directly to consumers, meaning you can buy a car from them online or get the car directly from the assembly line. But that goes against the Mississippi dealership franchise model that's been in place for decades. This bill would also stop EV stores from popping up in Mississippi, with the exception of the states, of course, one Tesla manufacturer which would be grandfathered in. The bill passed 104 to 7 in the Mississippi House, showing bipartisan support. But some are arguing that the bill wouldn't, would not only infringe on the free market, but would also take away future jobs for Mississippians. Coach, how do you feel about this? Well, if it's going to infringe on the free market, well, that means that they're infringing on Ford, GM, Toyota, because right now they cannot buy, you cannot buy a vehicle directly from the factory. From them. From them. You have to order the vehicle from a dealer. Right. So what would make Tesla any different? You know, if what's what's good for one is good for the other, because then they would have to open all these other dealerships up to buy from the factories instead of from the dealer. Right, right, right. And so now you lose jobs there because now these dealerships go out because people will buy them from the factory. Yeah. And they won't be going to the dealership. To get them. They'll cut the middleman out. Well, just because people want to see electric vehicles, I understand that. People want to see electric vehicles, but I think we need to all sit back and think what we have in place and how it's working now and see if it needs to be changed. That's a good perspective, Coach. That's a good perspective. Kate, you got any, any opinion on it? Not really. Just don't touch the big orange wires. <laughs> yeah, don't Is touch that the a tip wires. in the EV? That's an EV That's tip? EV tip. Caden, t- tell me a little bit. And again, I want to introduce him. Caden Wells, he's a Clinton High School automotive CTE student. But Caden, tell me a little bit about maybe what's going on with EV when it comes down to CTE training. We, I don't see a whole lot of it as far as like Clinton's education goes. I can't speak for all the schools. Um, we do see some... We, mo- we work on mostly teachers' cars and yeah. students' cars. I've seen a couple of them in the shop, but it's usually just for routine maintenance, like brakes or changing an oil. It's not all EV. We've had one. Yeah. Um, we didn't do much on that. We just kind of looked at it. Have you been a, a little interested in maybe pulling it apart and touching the orange wires? Not really. <laughs> I like my life. It's fun. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that orange wire is high voltage. But I will tell you that anything that comes from CTE or any of these aftermarket uh, uh, automotive shops are usually about 10 years behind because uh, all the electric vehicles are going to be really from the dealerships and the dealerships going to work on them. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing, as you was talking about, as of having students and having uh, CTE work on uh, EVs. Well, there's a big um, 
safety hazard there. There's yeah. a big liability there. Yeah. And that's and I think that's another thing that people don't understand is that what schools go through to try to get these students trained because these instructors, they have to go to all these different classes to keep up to date on everything that's happening out there. You know, it's not just instructor comes in there and they don't have no knowledge. Most of them should have knowledge yeah. of what they're doing. If they're instructing. If they're instructing to teach <laughs> these students. But, you know, a lot of times students come into CTE and they think it's going to be an easy credit. They just don't want to do anything. They think it's a way to get out of class. Right. But it's really not that. No. You know, and I think our legislators and them need to know the same thing is how important CTE is to the students and the state of Mississippi right. and the schools. Right. Again, we're talking about CTE career and technical education. There are two great links that I found with more information about CTE in the state. Um, the Mississippi Department of Education is a good resource and careertech.org. I'll leave those links in our podcast show description. And you can email your questions to us, auto at mpbonline.org. Now, I, I'm going to go straight into an email because we do have a couple emails that we still have on the line um they want to first thank you for an excellent show on our automobiles coach this email is coming from but it's always interesting to them but they have a 2001 toyota echo the trunk is leaking it seems water is coming between the car body and the rubber seal they've ordered a new seal but they're wondering should they apply what should they apply to adhere the new seal to the car body well most of these uh seals that go around the trunks they have little uh, little nipples on them that push up into the trunk and they're sealed by that. Now you could put some type of adhesive as you put that seal in and it'll help hold it. It will. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, that's a good one. Joe, thank you so much for your email. The second email that we've got is coming from James. Coach Charlie, I think I heard you address this problem months ago on your radio show. When I am fully stopped, traffic light, for example, and start off making a turn in either direction, but seems to be more frequent turning left. I get a fast vibration that doesn't last long and it's faint to hear. It doesn't even last a full second. Yesterday I did it in the vibration very briefly. Uh, the vibration was very brief when backing straight backwards. Is this caused by brushing somewhere in the front end or am I remembering wrong? Maybe I'm confusing different issues and solutions that I've heard about. That's from Jim and Brandon. Yeah, if you're turning to the left or right, a lot of times, if you you could hear a clicking noise sometime, and that could be your CV uh, axle, the joints in the CV axle. But a lot of times, if you're just going backwards and you're going slow, you're not going to hear that. That could be uh, the brake just touching didn't disengage all the way, and the brake pad may be touching a little bit, or the rotor may be, uh, you know, a lot of times what happens when people put wheels on their vehicle, they don't clean the uh, hub where the wheel goes on, and it gets a little out of balance, and that could be where you feel a little vibration, you know, so I would just check all that out. Right, right. Well, James, thank you so much. I hope that helps. We're going to go straight into the phone lines. We've got Eric on the line from Clinton. I think this is a congratulations. Eric, you're on the line with Coach Charlie and Caden Wells. <laughs> hey, Coach. Hey, Caden. How you uh, doing, buddy? Hey. It's your favorite student, and Caden, it's your favorite teacher now. You oh, wish. Oh, it's your favorite class period, second block. The guy that is talking to me, I taught him several years ago. Really? And he is the instructor at Clinton High School. Yeah, he's my teacher now. He's okay. the automotive instructor. Okay. Well, come on in now, the second coach. 
coach number two, coach to the <laughs> coach to the nth power. <laughs> Thank you so much for your call, Eric. Well, yeah. Look, I wanted uh, want to tell Coach Milton how much this class meant to me whenever I was a student, and uh, well, here I am now teaching it. So uh, the career in auto mechanics has uh, really helped me in life, and uh, I hope to be able to help some of these students. But, uh, right, right. Favorite favorite aspect about Coach teaching you, though. Tell me, tell me, what's the favorite thing about Coach? Uh, you got to ask him about his grandma and the crazy story <laughs> he has about her. Uh, <laughs> He was, he was always telling some really funny stories, uh, really good jokes, but you know, most importantly, he, he knew what he was talking about when it came to cars. Right. This is good. Like a three-generation deal right here that's <laughs> happening. So, so Eric, tell me about teaching Caden now. <laughs> uh, well, first, I have a question for Caden. What electric vehicle have we ever changed the oil on? Because I didn't know they had oil. No, it was a, it was a hybrid vehicle. Or it might have been it might have been on my own time, but at some point I've changed the oil in a hybrid vehicle. <laughs> yeah, my we were bad. sitting here in class. One electric vehicle has oil in it. No, I said hybrid. <laughs> I said hybrid. <laughs> the teacher, the, the the student, the teacher, and the other teacher—they're all here and together, and I'm I'm glad about that. So, <laughs> Eric, thank you so much for your call. Appreciate you calling. All all right. We'll stay on the phone lines. We've got Mike from Mobile. He's got a 2008 Outback question. Mike, you're on with Coach Charlie. Okay, this car. Hey, Coach Charlie, how you doing? I'm doing great. Yourself? Doing great. I've got a high mile with like 220,000 on this Subaru Outback 2008, and I've already replaced the uh, wheel bearing on the front right. And then now the left, the wheel, the steering wheel is shaking, and it pulls to the right. And I took it to the tire place where I bought the tires. They said the tire had gone bad. They put another tire on it, and it's still doing it. So could it be the wheel bearing or? Well, if the tire went bad, if you think about this here, uh, the shake that you're coming from, if it wasn't from the balance of the tire, Okay, if they balance the tire and they put it back on there and it still shakes, uh, once again, if that bearing, like you say, you sh- you replaced one of them, if that bearing is loose, what I would do is go out there and if you had somebody to jack it up and you could move that tire up and down or in and out, you would know that that uh-huh. bearing is bad. And another thing, do you hear a, um, you know, I always think of it as a jet plane taking off. It starts slow and it just gets louder. Uh, yeah, I do hear the roar. Yeah, I'd go okay. ahead and... That could cause your whole vibration, yes. Okay, I'll take it back to him and ask him to do a better diagnostic on it. Yeah, that's what I would do. Okay, thank you, buddy. Mike, thank you so much for your call. We're discussing CTE, career and technical education, and taking your repair questions. You can send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up and Coach's Tip of the Week. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. If you're looking for a stylish yet economical way to get around, the vehicle we have this week is perfect. It's the 2023 Kia Niro Touring. Styling has been completely redone for 2023, and it really ties it to Kia's other crossovers like the Sportage and the EV6 electric vehicle. You've got vertical LEDs in the front, 18-inch LED wheels look good, contrasting color rear pillar, and tail lamps that almost look like they came from a Cadillac crossover. Inside, you've got a wraparound twin screen arrangement for infotainment and for gauges. Of course, you have Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, wireless charging, and dual-zone automatic climate control. It's very luxurious and very nice inside, especially with the heated and ventilated front seats. Underneath is the powertrain. 
It's got a 1.6 liter four-cylinder engine, six-speed automatic transmission, and all that with a hybrid powertrain delivers 139 horsepower, 195 pound-feet of torque, and fuel economy, 53 miles per gallon in the city, 45 on the highway. So what all is this going to cost? Well, the Nero starts about $26,500. This one, all in with our luxury features, $36,435. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show from autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11 a.m. Stay tuned for after the show at 11 a.m. at Southern Remedy Kids and Teens with Dr. Morgan McLeod. Now, I'm Jermaine Flood, of course, and our expert is Coach Charlie Melton. He's ASE Certified Master Technician. Also in with us is Caden Wells, Clinton High School Automotive CTE student. And it's time for Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Well, you know, by talking about CTE, I think the tip of the week is this goes out to the parents. Parents, let your students or your children decide and try CTE because if they try it, they may find a career that they will enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And they just may. Let's talk a little bit about maybe some of those careers, focus trades and the students that are going into it. What are some of those careers that you can actually take in CTE? Well, I'll just talk for Clinton, what Clinton High School has. I know they have a one uh, nursing one and two. They have automotive one and two. They have carpentry and plumbing and electrical one and two. They have a uh, culinary one and two. They have business one and two. They have, if you think about, it, then they have uh, law and law and order or law public safety one and two. Right. They have all those classes, and those are just part of them. But if you got to go to other ones, they have small engines. They have diesel. They have any trade that you want to get into. CTE has it. So when it comes down to Clinton, do they, do they, I guess I'm trying to say, do they act in the same manner as what would happen in Rankin County? So I knew when I was a Rankin County student, you would leave the school and you would go to Hines. Do you all leave Clinton? Well, Clinton High School, several years ago, they uh, moved the vocational center to the high school itself. So now CTE is part of the high school. Okay. But if you think about Rankin County, Rankin County has about 10 or 12 different high schools and they only have one CT department and that is in Pearl, Mississippi. Well, we're all funneling into that one spot. So you're thinking about all these students trying to get in CTE. There's not even a place for them because Rankin County doesn't have the schools. Right. Right. You know, go ahead. No, no, no. What what were you going to say, coach? So if you think about trying to get CTE, trying to get students to learn careers, I think the state needs to do a little bit better uh, job of producing and wanting to get school districts interested in it. That makes sense. That makes sense. Make sure that there's enough to cover the the actual, the urge to to want to do it. So that that makes total sense. Caden, how do you feel about that? Uh, I feel like they could do a little bit better job with it. I'm personally content with Clinton. Clinton does a great job of really having those vocational classes for really anything that you want. Health science, carpentry, automotive, anything you want. Um, And I've met a lot of people where it's actually bettered their experience and they've changed, like, what they wanted to do with their career or their whole career just because of the experience they gained. Right. I had a student in my class the last year I was there. He wanted to take the second year of automotive, but his parents would not let him take it because he was in band Mm. and they wanted him to be in the classroom for academics. Right. That's what the parent said to the student. And 
the student said, I really want to take the second year automotive, but his parents wouldn't let him. Right. The kid loved automotive. automotive. And seeing that's the thing is, us as parents, we need to step back and say, am I doing the right thing? Am I really letting the student, my child, do what needs to be done? You know, and the reason I picked Caden today, Caden was a very good student. Matter of fact, he was the uh, my first my last year there. He was the first year student and he made the highest in the state on the certification test. What? You know, and so he's very smart as academics, but he's very smart in automotive as well. You know, and so I'm trying to get people to understand you can be smart in both of them, mm-hmm. but you may not just you may not just like academics. You may want to do on hands on. Right. You know, and. <laughs> By me teaching at Clinton, I didn't teach anywhere else. I could see how other schools did their CTE, and that's why I was telling you we won the AS the AAA Ford eight times while I was there for Clinton. For Clinton, wow, and that's unheard of. What's AAA Ford? Tell me a little bit about that. Well, Ford and um, AAA—that's insurance—and yeah. they had a contest where. They would take all the students from all over the country in CTE automotive. They'd take a test, and they would go through it, and then they would narrow it down to 100 students, two from each state. Yeah. These 100 students then would compete in their state, and now the top two would go to nationals. Yeah. And we'd go to Dearborn, Michigan. Yeah. And they would work on brand-new cars. The uh, Ford would bug their cars where they wouldn't work and say, hey— Fix it. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and the students had to fix it. And they did away with it several years ago, once again, because uh, somebody wouldn't sponsor it. And, you know, and now the students, I think, for automotive only get to go to a Toyota thing where they change oil and moved uh do a little maintenance. Right, right. Caden, were you looking forward to that? I was. I saw all the trophies. I used to play baseball, or he was the baseball coach, actually. I used to go sit in his classroom. Right. And uh, I saw all them trophies, and I was. that's part of the reason why I took CTEs, because I was excited to learn something new and get to compete and stuff. But I got up in there, and I was so disappointed. That it wasn't there anymore. It wasn't there anymore. <laughs> well, the students at Clinton High School has won about $800,000 in scholarships to automotive schools. Right. You know, by doing that, and I don't think other people know that, that their students, their children can get scholarships, they don't have to pay for it, yeah. and they can go to school free, plus they're doing <laughs> their self uh, service with careers right. that they may like. Like, they're literally going to get out and get paid. Uh, well, uh, you're getting paid right now to, uh, at a high school student, if somebody makes $15, $20 at a high school student, part-time, what a day. Yeah, yeah. Caden, have you tried to to maybe talk some of your, your, your friends into getting into CTE courses? I have. I have a couple of friends that are actually taking it right now because I took it first and then they saw and they were like, oh, well, I want to get into this because, you know, it looks fun. Right. Oh. <laughs> no, and like I say, CTE is fun as long as you're doing things you like. And, you know, always, I was always told, hey, find something you like. You'll never have a job. It's just something job you just like to you do. Just like to do. That's why I sit here at this microphone, right. <laughs> and that's why when the calls come in, y'all are literally wheels are spinning, and then y'all give the the caller the answer. Yeah. I mean, it's just something that pours out of you, no matter the age. I mean, you're you're senior, right, Caden? Yes, and then we got coach. I mean, it's two totally different ages, but y'all y'all compute the thing the same way. So. I just love that. I Uh, love the idea of it. I think, Jermaine, that's what our employers want. That's what our legislators want. That's what our parents want. 
they want their student. And I'm going to have to tell you this. I was driving down the road the other day. I saw KLLM truck. Mm-hmm. And it said, put down the controller and get a career. <laughs> and that's what we are going to end on today. Put that controller down. Get you a career. That'll wrap us up for today's autocorrect. Our crew engineer is Java Chapman. Our call screener is Charles Arnold. For Coach Charlie Melton, Master Technician, I'm Jermaine Flood. Thanks for listening to Autocorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.